Hey everybody, this is Brian Zimmerman, digital content editor of Jazz's Magazine. We are going to be getting in today's episode featuring the 10 albums you need to know for November in a little bit. But first, I'd like to thank a couple of this episode's sponsors. They include Cobuzz.com, the world's largest catalog of streaming music in studio quality high res. You can stream all of your music in the highest possible quality starting at just $9.99 per month. Visit on.com. Cobuzz.com slash jazz is to learn more. That's on.qobuz.com slash jazz is to learn more. Thanks also to Prairie Star Records. They've got a new album out right now by vocalist Patrice Jegu. It's called If This Ain't Love, and it's really good. Take my word for it. You can check her out online at patricejegu.com. That's P A T R I C E J E G O U.com. All right, let's get into it. Cue that theme music. Ready to go with another episode of 10 albums you need to know. This time for November 2019, I am joined once again by fellow jazzes.com online editor, Matt Micucci, joining us from where today, Matt? Oh, I'm I'm in Ireland. I'm in uh, in County Galway. And uh, it's a pleasure to be back talking about some of the, you know, 10 of the most interesting releases that we've heard about that will be released this month. And uh, November is one of my favorite months of the year. So, um, is it because it's no shave November? You, you've grown <laughs> out that whip, Rip Van Winkle beard. Well, you know, nobody. You know, I, I very deeply dislike shaving. It's not so much that I'm. Uh, you know, I, I, I have. Uh, I have nothing against people who shave. I just don't like shaving myself. I'm a bit lazy that way. Me too. Me too. Well, anyway, so maybe we'll just let it go. And we'll have a friendly competition. Who can grow the gnarliest beard? <laughs> or we'll the put mustache. it to a vote on jazzes.com. Well, mustache is a number. That's. Oh, yeah, you're right. Maybe this is Movember. So yeah, it's I get Movember. confused with your facial hair growth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, holidays. So That's forgive true. me. That's true. I, I am actually, I don't know much about it. I wonder if there is a month where you can just, you grow out your entire beard. It would be interesting to see. <laughs> What I'd also be interested to know what it, that would be called because we know about Movember, but what about the beard month, December? Well, that's what I th- I thought that's what No Shave November was. But anyway, regardless, it's an excuse to be lazy and grow out our beards. So, <laughs> hey, that sounds good to me. <laughs> but November also happens to be a great month for jazz, uh, as evidenced by this ten albums you need to know list. A lot happening in this one including the return of our friend Jeff Goldblum back with his sophomore jazz album. Uh, Keith Jarrett makes an appearance in this month's list. We've also got Jonathan Batiste with a new live album at the Village Vanguard and a tribute to Charlie Parker because it's it's his 100... Well, 2020 marks his centenary anniversary. It's his... 100th anniversary, August 29th, 2020, is Charlie Parker's 100th anniversary, and uh, there's a new album on Smoke Sessions celebrating all that. There's a lot coming up in this list. It's a phenomenal list we put together this month, and uh, I say we go ahead and jump right in. What do you say, Matt? I say, let's do it. (laughs) Forgot about the old cat phrase. Anyway, (laughs) we're going to kick things off with uh, one of my favorite 
modern trumpeters, and that's Bria Skonberg. She has a new album out right now. It was released on November 1st called Nothing Never Happens. Um, she sings on it. She plays trumpet on it. It's a phenomenal album. Matt, what can you tell us about it? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, this album is is pretty great. Um, just, you know, the inspiration, I suppose, behind it is that this album, in the, on this album, she really tries to capture our today's hectic times and finds her own escape via a new set of original compositions and artfully chosen covers. Kind of reminds me a little bit of what Charles Mingus said about music being an invisible island. That's kind of what I, what I uh, thought about when I was reading about the album and listening to it as well. And one of the reasons why the album sounds so great on it is because, um, well, she had a, because of a recent opportunity to workshop her music through a monthly residency at Joe's Pub in New York City, where I'm told, I've never been here, but the, the audience isn't necessarily always made of jazz aficionados. And that may have something to do with a crossover appeal, I believe, this album to have, including a, a groovy version of Queen's I Want to Break Free, which, which kind of closes the album. But you said, uh, uh, Bria is one of your, um, your favorite trumpeters today? Well, I have she to say, she absolutely her, is. Her vocals are also quite amazing. Her those smoky vocals and uh, uh, and the chemistry of her working band too of recent years, it's, it's fantastic. You are absolutely right, Matt. And I call her one of my favorite trumpeters because she is so versatile. You know, she's kind of tread a lot of ground in the past. Basic straight ahead stuff, more contemporary stuff. Um, Albums, more recent albums have been kind of on the trad jazz side. Um, This one kind of breaks new ground, though. It's got kind of a Nina Simone dark and smoky vibe like you mentioned um the originals uh are really swinging really steamy but those covers that you mentioned are so amazing there's the queen song i want to break free she's got also got a rendition of blackbird by the beatles that sounds like no other cover i've ever heard um yeah she's doing some really original stuff on this album it's a great new direction so matt let's go ahead and listen to a track This is that very tune. This is Blackbird Fantasy by Bria Skonberg. So yeah, amazing stuff uh, there from Bria Skonberg. Uh, Again, the name of the album is Nothing Never Happens. It was a self-release from her, and it came out November 1st. Great band there, too. She's got pianist Mathis Picard there, bassist Devin Starks, drummer Darian Douglas, but a few important guest appearances um, in Patrick Barkley on saxophone, John Cowherd on Hammond B3, and Doug Wamble on guitar. So yeah, man, right on, Bria. That uh, brings us to the next album on our list, Matt. And this one is from a good friend of ours. Always like to see him release new stuff. You may know him from uh, Jurassic Park. And uh, what other movies has he been in? Independence Day. Uh, Was he in The Fly? Um, It's our good buddy, Jeff Goldblum. 
and he has a new album out right now with his Mildred Snitzer Orchestra called I Shouldn't Be Telling You This. It was released on Decca Records November 1st. All right, this is Jeff's sophomore jazz album. Matt, what's up with it? Well, first of all, Jeff Goldblum uh, used to be known as an actor. Now he's kind of a musician doing a little acting on the side <laughs> from the sounds yeah, of this. Yeah, really. This second album is it's just, uh, you know, he's, well, not only that, but also his live performances are getting bigger and bigger. He stole the show earlier this year at the Glastonbury Festival uh, in Scotland, uh, close to where I am right now. And of course, he's doing that uh, alongside his longtime band, the Mildred Snitzer band. Uh, but for many of us, including myself, uh, you know, we only really found out about his amazing piano skills uh, with um, the announcement of his first album, the Capitol Record Sessions. Well, now he comes back with a new one and, you know, he's taken on a whole new set of covers and there's many special guests here. You've got people like Gregory Porter, but also Miley Cyrus, who, you know, maybe I could be wrong in this, but about this, but this might be the first time that she's sort of doing anything this jazzy and i just think that you know i feel this might just be a runner uh to the ultimate feel-good album of 2019 you're so right and you know listening to this album the key word for me is chops man piano chops because jeff goldblum has them you know i was listening to some of the tracks you know and there'd be this just smoking piano solo and i'm going okay, well, where's Jeff Goldblum? Until I realized, oh my goodness, this amazing piano, that is Jeff Goldblum. Um, the guy can really play. Give it to Jeff Goldblum because the guy can really play. And, you know, some of those uh, special guest appearances you mentioned, they're really interesting, uh, especially in the case with Miley Cyrus, for example. The tune she's singing is The Thrill Is Gone, um, that B.B. King made famous. But they kind of merge it uh, with the tune Django uh, from the Modern Jazz Quartet. So that's kind of interspliced in between this original tune. Um, they do that a couple times uh, throughout this disc. And uh, yeah, it's it's a heck of an album. And uh, again, you're thinking Jeff Goldblum plays piano? Yes, folks. And well, uh, you will be surprised at the caliber of his playing on this disc. So uh, Matt, without further ado, why don't you say we uh, drop the needle on it? Uh, let's do it. <laughs> Let's listen to a track from Jeff Goldblum and the Mildred Snitzer Orchestra uh, from the new album, I Shouldn't Be Telling You This, released November 1st on DECA. This is The Thrill Is Gone, mixed with Django, featuring Miley Cyrus. The thrill is gone. The thrill is gone. See, Matt, the guy can play. What a the talented man. The guy can man. really play. He can, he can lay it down. There's a talented fellow. There's a talented fellow. He can act. He can play. He looks good in any pair of glasses. You got that right. <laughs> All right, Matt, we'll, we'll move on to another talented keyboard player. Um, this one is another, you know, come to think of it, it's another piano player with a major popular 
silver screen celebrity status it's john batiste uh currently the band leader of the late show with stephen colbert he's got a new live album out this one is called chronology of a dream live at the village vanguard it follows an ep that came out earlier this year called anatomy of angels that was also recorded at the village vanguard um was released on verve november 1st so matt take it away yeah, like you said, it's a, it's kind of the partner uh, album to uh, Anatomy of Angels. And it's interesting because um, I read this. Uh, I read something that he said about Chronology of a Dream, and I had to kind of make a note of it. So um, it's uh, the focus on this one is on thematic developments within short form structures with memorable melodic lines. While on Anatomy of Angels, he focuses more on thematic development within longer form structures that are built for deconstruction. So there are really two sides of the same coin. And um, and chronology as well comes complete with tributes to jazz greats. And the heart of this LP is his band's take on Soulful by jazz trumpeter Roy Hargrove, who was a mentor to Batiste and who died tragically, uh, suddenly on opening night uh, of this village vanguard residency. Yeah, and you know, really, John Batiste is truly one of the torchbearers of Roy Hargrove's legacy and of this idea of bridging jazz with other popular music from hip-hop to R&B um, and bringing it to the masses. You know, John Batiste, famous for his New York street parties um, in which he'd kind of run a second line through New York City and on the subway, play his melodica everywhere he went, uh, and of course through his role on uh, uh, The Late Show. So, yeah, I can think of no one better to kind of carry on uh, Roy's legacy, and it's certainly significant that uh, this album was recorded the week of, of Roy Hargrove's passing. So um, that's not to say it's a super heavy album. You know, with everything John Batiste does, it's light, it's buoyant, it's got groove, it's fun. So um, that kind of set the table for it. And Matt, um, what do you say we spin a track? Gotta do it, gotta do. Gotta do what you gotta do. Away we go. Take a listen to the tune Soulful. It was an original composition by Roy Hargrove, and it's played here by John Batiste on his new album, Chronology of a Dream. So yeah, fantastic stuff from oh. John Batiste. Again, the name of the album, Chronology of a Dream, live at the Village Vanguard, released November 1st on Verve Records. I'm just realizing now how piano-heavy this uh, album, uh, this list is, Matt, because yeah. we've got another piano legend hot on the heels of the previous album. Uh, this one is by Keith Jarrett, right? It is a new album on ECM Records. It was released November 1st. It is called Munich 
2016. Um, it is a live recording, of course, uh, from 2016. And uh, he really hasn't played many of these solo piano live uh, concerts since the recording of this album. So that makes this this live album, uh, you know, especially exactly. meaningful in his discography. So, uh, so Keith Matt, Jarrett is a king what can you tell us about uh, this one? improvised piano solo. Uh, performances and Eddie was anyone who ventures into this type of music making always refers to him as an ultimate absolute inspiration to them um, and he's released many albums documenting his pia- uh, solo piano skills that support this thesis from the hugely acclaimed Cold Concert of uh, 1975 to the more recent La Fenice and uh, Munich 2016 is the latest installment in this series and um uh, as you said, it's released via his longtime label ECM, and it captures just this beautiful, immersive performance at Munich's Philharmonic Hall in Germany from July 16, 2016. And of course, like you said, this is one of them, one of his last performances of this uh, type to date. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it makes it, it makes this release all the more special and meaningful. Totally. You know, I actually caught Keith Jarrett uh, in 2016. He pl- played uh, Carnegie Hall when I was living in New York and uh, was speaking with his publicist, hoping to get in to write a review. And she got me in at the last minute, really, truly the last minute. Um, and so she tells me, go to Carnegie Hall, give them your name, they'll give them your ticket. I'm, uh, you know, expecting to be sitting in the last row, maybe on the in the bathroom, you know, on the toilet seat and just trying to here through the air duct or something like that but i i get to carnegie hall the usher shows me to my seat it's in the second row center stage i could have reached out and touched keith jarrett's shoe um and of course the performance was just like transcendent um if you never heard of keith jarrett's solo performance it's something special he really gets in a meditative zone he takes you to another place um this could this new album could in a lot of ways be a perfect introduction to this very special type of music that he does so without further ado let's go ahead and listen to the track part nine Um, that's part of a 12 part suite that makes up the bulk of keith jarrett's new disc munich 2016 Solo, the one and only in a solo concert from 2016. The album is Munich 2016. It was released November 1st on ECM Records. We will move right along now, Matt, uh, to the next album on our list. Wow, it's been nothing but trumpeters and piano players. It was a good month for them. This new one is by the trumpeter Dave Douglas. He's got a new album out called Engage, and it was released on November 8th on his own label, Greenleaf. It's got uh, 
an all-star cast here in Anna Weber, Jeff Parker, Tomika Reed, Nick Dunstan, and Kate Gentile. Uh, that's a phenomenal uh, lineup. So, Matt, what can you tell us about the music they make on this new yeah, album? Yeah, yeah, it's it's phenomenal. You mentioned a few names there. Um, it's a phenomenal lineup. And, and uh, yeah, so jazz has a history of, uh, a renowned history of political engagement. And certainly, Dave Douglas has been uh, a very politically engaged jazz artist. And uh, this engagement is one of the core concepts of his latest full-length record, uh, which is actually titled after his aptly named new multi-generational ensemble, uh, Engage. And in describing this album when I was reading about it, um, Douglas drew attention to uh, major triads and the optimism of several of the songs. But then listening to it, I realized that the range and emotion of the album is so much uh, more broad and wider and uh, engage actually seems to express at some points a sense of melancholia. And uh, like I said, you mentioned a few names there and I think that cello is just uh, amazing. Tamika right? Reed. It's, it's yeah. just an amazing sound to have. And uh, But yeah, the whole band sounds great. Um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great album. Really is. Dave has always kind of been a pioneering guy. He was one of the first in jazz to reach across the aisle to the electronic music uh, EDM genre, working with a lot of electronic producers, working with a lot of DJs. Um, I remember back in the day, he did a very limited run, like 500 pressing um, LP um, that was almost entirely electronic. You know, he ran his trumpet through electronics. It was awesome. So, Great to see him back in acoustic setting here. And like you said, the concept um, of social engagement, of political engagement and activism really kind of carries the music here on this disc. Phenomenal band, phenomenal composer. Let's take a spin uh, of a track off Engage. This is the tune In It Together. Once again, that was Dave Douglas, a track from his new album, Engage. It was released November 8th on Greenleaf, his own label there. All right, that brings us to the next album on our list. Neither a trumpet player nor a pianist, um, but another famous face. It's a new album by the bassist Kyle Eastwood. Uh, if that name sounds familiar, that last name sounds familiar, it's because he is the son of producer-actor Clint Eastwood. Uh, Kyle's new album is called Cinematic, and it too was released on November 8th. Uh, the label is Jazz Village. So, Matt, you're a movie guy and a jazz guy. I'm sure this album <laughs> uh, struck a few chords with you. What can you tell us about it? Yeah, well, uh, you know, Kyle Eastwood is Clint Eastwood's son, but... And and this may have had something to do with uh, Kyle actually initially embarking on film studies before opting instead for a career in music and eventually becoming a celebrated bassist. And yet on this new album, 
which is, uh, as you said, called cinematic. He returns to his interest in the movies and, you know, plays versions of famous and less famous, I would say, movie themes. Uh, And some of these include uh, some from, you know, the movies of his father, Clint, who is not only a jazz lover, uh, but a music writer in his own right. In fact, uh, Gran Torino, I know, that was co-written by Kyle and, and and Clint Eastwood. So... That was a collaboration between the two of them, and I think you know there was some more writers involved. But um, elsewhere, um, Eastwood and his band take on compositions by people like Harry Mancini, Ennio Morricone, and many others. So, like you said, you know I'm a music guy and a cinema guy, so this is a real treat for music fans and cinema fans alike. Totally. You know, I too took a few film studies classes in college, Matt, and I think the only thing I remember is the term diegetic. And non-diegetic. I don't even remember and that. that. Has- <laughs> oh, yeah. I think now. Oh, yeah. I do remember it now. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm confused as to which one is which. But one is like music that would be in the movie like the, that the characters might hear. Yeah. And then I think non-diegetic is music that, you know, would be part of a soundtrack, something like that. So that's right. I'm sure there's both. There are both on this album. Um, and Yeah. You don't have to be a film studies major to enjoy it, though. Uh, so with that said, let's take a listen to a track from Kyle Eastwood's Cinematic. no introduction it is the theme from the pink panther from kyle eastwood's new album cinematic it will be released uh november 8th on jazz village you know i remembered another term from my film studies class mise-en-scene uh one of my favorite terms <laughs> uh there has been oh, there, there, it just means... <laughs> there have been people you know film theorists who made entire careers out of coming up with definitions for that term which never fails to amaze me <laughs> i know and what it's just like the set right yeah they, i don't even I, it's so confusing that you know it's hard to well basically it's it's everything that appears uh, in a everything movie. that appears in a set uh-huh. but some people would disagree with that definition as you know the, a lot of theorists would agree with it and uh it's just it's just like that in jazz too you know people can't agree or agree to disagree. 
All right, Matt. Well, one thing we can certainly agree on um, is the inclusion of this next album in this month's list uh, because it comes from a really important figure, um, especially in avant-garde jazz. Uh, We're talking about uh, the saxophonist David S. Ware. Uh, There's a new previously unreleased album from him called Théâtre Garonne 2008. It'll be out. It'll be released November 15th on AUM Fidelity. Um, now, as I mentioned, David was an extremely, he was an important figure in uh, avant-garde jazz. Uh, he passed away uh, roughly five years ago um, and really left a, a void that has yet to be filled. Um, so it, it, it's it's crucial that his music uh, continues to be released, and, and we're glad to see it here on AUM Fidelity. But uh, Matt, what else can you tell us about this disc? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, he's a fascinating, um, you know, artist because, as I mentioned in in the let's say written version of this uh, uh, feature, um, was that his musical evolution was often parallel with, to his um, spiritual evolution, and in fact, this new album, uh, Théâtre Garon two thousand and eight, uh, captures a fascinating moment of transition uh, in his career, which came about. Uh, as a result of a you know a change in the instrumentation of his of his band and the addition of uh, guitarist Joe Morris to his quartet, which really opened up new possibilities for musical explana- uh, exploration, and and these explorations were also inspired by the melodic invention of Morris himself, and uh, actually you know it's 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 great uh, it's a fascinating archival release to have out and also a great way to mark the 70th anniversary of David S. Ware's birth. That's right. You mentioned the spiritual development. David S. Ware was an early, a longtime practitioner of transcend, transcendental uh, meditation. Uh, he caught on, you know, back when that was becoming popular, uh, you know, in the 70s. And his music kind of has a very meditative vibe, a very transcendent vibe. There's a sense that it's, you know, taking you somewhere inward, um, that it's a journey, you know, and, and, you know, as much as people, you know, may or may not like avant-garde music, um, everything David S. Ware plays has kind of a sense of purpose and search and discovery. So even if you're not necessarily a fan of left of the dial jazz music, um, I think this album is definitely worth checking out. So with that said, Matt, uh, let's go ahead and drop the needle as it, uh, drop the needle on it, as we say, uh, with a track from David S. Ware's Théâtre Garonne 2008. This is the tune Crossing Samsara Part 2. David S. Ware. Uh, once again, the name of the album is Teatro Garon 2008, released on AUM Fidelity, November 15th. All right, we will double down with the saxophone, Matt. 
this time with a great Norwegian saxophonist, Marius Nisset. He's got a new album out right now featuring the London Sinfonietta. It's called Viaduct, and it will be released on ACT Records, ACT Records, on November 22nd. Marius has been on our, our radar for a long time. He's a really important European voice. Matt, what can you tell us about his latest album? Well, uh, yeah, it's a f- it's a great album. It's a great new release from the German record label Act Music, which is as a label kind of really champions jazz artists uh, defined by a desire to push musical boundaries. And uh, Marius, to me, is one of these artists, and you can clearly hear that on Viaduct. Um, and this new new album is actually a new project that saw him pairing his regular quintet with the world-renowned 19-piece chamber orchestra that is known as the London Sinfonietta. And it's condu- and that it's, uh, it's a chamber orchestra conducted by Geoffrey uh, Patterson. Um, and the two factions, so to speak, have been collaborating for some time, and this is arguably their most dynamic and energetic release yet. Uh, and it organically integrates wide-ranging influences for a really compelling and immersive listening experience. It does, yeah. If you're a fan of, you know, Jan Hammer, if you're a fan of Jan Garbarek, um, you know, that style of kind of um, very rhythmic, very melodic uh, European jazz, you will like Marius Nisset. Um This album is, again, a wonderful introduction to his uh, body of work. And, uh, yeah. Matt, have you ever been to Norway? Uh, no, it's you too cold. World traveler, you too cold, too dark. <laughs> yeah, I think it gets dark at like nine thirty a.m. There, you have fifteen minutes of sunlight, right? <laughs> no, I'm just. I would love to go to to Norway. Definitely. Uh, there's some great music that's been coming out of uh, that part of the world, so I, I would definitely love to go. But I haven't been yet, unfortunately. All I have is uh, Marius's great music to to kind of uh, make me get a sense of what it would be like to be there. Well, let's all get a sense of what it would be like to be there, Matt. Uh, Let's drop the needle on a track from the new album by Marius Nisset. This is Viaduct Part 1A. Viaduct, and it will be released on Act Records on November 22nd. All righty. 
Moving on, next album on our list, Matt. Oh, this is an exciting one. Um, it is a new album celebrating celebrating the centennial anniversary of Charlie Parker's birth. Charlie Parker was born August 29th, 1920. So August 29th, 2020 marks his 100th anniversary. This new album features the saxophonist Bobby Watson, Vincent Herring, and Gary Bartz. It's called Bird at 100. It'll be released on Smoke Sessions Records on November 29th. Take it away, man. Oh, what can I say? Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, this is a release in celebration of the 100th birthday of the one and only Charlie Parker. Wow. Wow. And three celebrated saxophonists uh, get together to kind of pay respects uh, to the supreme bebop innovator. You've got Vincent Herring. Bobby Watson and Gary Bartz. Wow. Together, uh, they perform a set of Parker tunes, familiar standards once recorded by Bird, and new compositions written in honor of the master himself. And they're not alone, as they're backed by a stellar rhythm section made up of uh, pianist David David Kikoski, uh, bassist Tatsushi Nakamura, and the great Carl Allen on drums. So, happy birthday, Bird, wherever you are. Early, because we're a bit early saying that. But, um... Happy birthday. That's right. I mean, we're talking about a figure here who fundamentally changed the direction of jazz. Um, you know, you think about what he did um, through bebop, through his soloing, through his, you know, contrafactual compositions. Um, there was jazz bef- before and after Charlie Parker. Um, any kind of you know linear eighth note soloing you hear now can be attributed by any instrument can be almost directly attributed to Charlie Parker and that ilk of the bebop players. So, um, yeah, there, there's no better time to celebrate uh, Charlie Parker, obviously, than on his 100th anniversary, and really no three better players to do it. And Bobby Watson, uh, Bobby Watson, Vincent Herring, and Gary Bartz, all kind of uh, uh, you know icons of the straight-ahead modern jazz music on alto saxophone. So, yeah, a great album, a great project by Smoke Sessions, and uh, this is one straight-ahead jazz fans you're definitely going to want to pick up. So let's go ahead and give you a preview with a track from the new album, Bird at 100. Here is the tune, Bird-ish. stuff there as you would expect from any charlie parker tribute album once again that was bobby watson vincent herring gary bartz on saxophone the name of the album is bird at 100 it'll be released on smoke sessions records on november 29th and matt if my math adds up here that this brings us to the last album on our list no holy smokes we did it again wow which one is With it? Minimal damage. <laughs> well, it's a good one. It's 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 another tribute album. Uh, 
This went to another monumental figure in jazz, uh, the vocalist Mose Allison. So it's an album uh, by various artists. It's called If You're Going to the City, a tribute to Mose Allison. It, too, will be released on November 29th. The label is Fat Possum. Uh, Mose Allison, a great kind of one of those folksy storytelling jazz vocalists, um, really an important figure in jazz, as I mentioned, with influence all the way down to today's top vocalists, both male and female. Um, this is a great uh, tribute album featuring the likes of a lot of heavy-hitting pop artists here. Chrissy Hine, Elvis Costello, Iggy Pop, uh, Taj Mahal. So, uh, Matt, I know I, I bit off uh, a big chunk there for you, but what else can you tell us about <laughs> well, this album? Well, let me tell you this. So it's a, it's a great album because most Allison, you know, left, uh, unfortunately, our dimension. Um, and, you know, we talked about uh, Charlie Parker's celebration earlier, and this is an album that celebrates... Uh, most Allison and it does so with a star-studded cast reinterpreting some of his you know uh, some of his greatest best love songs some lesser known it's it's a really fantastic album but it's also worth mentioning that a portion of the proceeds from the album sales of if you're going to the city will be going towards uh, sweet relief musician fund uh, which is a non-profit uh, that provides assistance to career musicians struggling to make ends meet while facing illness, disability, or age-related problems. Yeah, you're right, Matt. Um, an important album, an important cause, and as I mentioned, a very important figure uh, in jazz vocal history. So uh, not, a, not much else we can say here aside from, Matt, what do you say we listen to a track? Let's drop that needle. What's that catchphrase? I forgot, Brian. <laughs> Drop the needle on Drop it. Drop the needle on it. T-shirts coming go. soon. This is Iggy Pop singing the title track, If You're Going to the City, from a new tribute album to the vocalist Mose Allison. If you're going to the city, you better have some cash. If you're going to the city, you better have some cash Cause the people in the city They don't take no trash <laughs> No Absolutely swinging stuff from the new album, If You're Going to the City, a tribute to Mose Allison uh, by various artists. It's coming out November 29th on Fat Possum Records. And with that, Matt, we have come to the end of our list. We've got to conclude. We've, we've run out of That's needles. It. We've run out Finito. of needles. Uh, speaking of we've needles. We've dropped all the needles. <laughs> yeah. It could be taken for <laughs> something really bad, what I just said. But anyways. That's right. Um, That's right. But speaking of which. Let's hear this segue. <laughs> yeah. But speaking of which. Uh, so it's November. And as last year and possibly the year before that, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, this month will also be the month of Record Store Day, Black Friday. So there's going to be some cool vinyls out soon. And uh, I think I'm uh, we're going to we're going to have a feature up uh where we'll highlight 10 a special edition of the 10 albums you need to know uh for record store day black friday check that out on jazzes.com that's right and matt 
you know, I know you're a you're a member of a acapella yodeling uh, group. That's well that's on a your secret. Way to, uh, yeah. <laughs> Not allowed to say that. <laughs> Come commercial success but hey for any of your independent jazz artist friends um there is no better way to get your album into the hands of a jazz's editor than by than by using our inside track program this is a new program we have instated on our website if you visit jazzes.com and click submit your music you can upload your new album uh including uh you know links to soundcloud or spotify or wherever your album is available um, your band's info, the personnel, track listing, and it goes directly to the inbox of a jazz is editor. Um, so if you're ever wondering, you know, I have this new album, but how do I get it across the desk of a jazz editor? How do I get it reviewed? This is how. Visit jazzes.com, click submit your music in the top navigation bar, navigation bar and use our inside track program. Um, Matt, you and I may just get our hands on one of those albums. So yeah. Especially if it's spread the word. Especially if it's some sweet, sweet yodeling. Yes, <laughs> any jazz yodeling albums go directly uh, to Matt because he's the expert. <laughs> and, uh, and by the Matt way, also be and by the way, yeah, jazz yodeling sounds crazy good. So definitely want to check that out. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. Hey, if jazz bagpipes is a thing, oh. Yeah. Why not jazz, well, if it's, uh, jazz yodeling? I'd be disappointed if it wasn't a thing, to be honest. Oh, it was, man. Rufus Harley. Yeah. Great Philadelphia <laughs> multi-instrumentalist. He put out a, uh, an album of, of jazz bagpipes. But anyway, so for all things jazz bagpipes and more... Uh, be sure to jazzes.com be sure to visit jazzes.com we are currently offering get this Matt a three month trial subscription where you can receive three months of access to premium content on jazzes.com as well as one copy of our quarterly print issue I mean that's an amazing value for just 99 cents per month um so I encourage all of you jazz fans, visit jazzes.com, click that big red subscribe button in the upper left-hand corner and sign up for a three-month trial. Yeah. 99 cents per month for three months. That's three cups of coffee. Yeah, that's that's crazy. And cheap coffee, bad coffee at that. I don't know if I agree to this. Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Aside from that, folks, it really helps if you, wherever you listen to this podcast, uh, give us a five-star review, leave us a comment. That helps us get out the word to more listeners so that they can enjoy this ridiculous conversation that you and I ha- get to have every month, Matt. It's a great, yeah, it's a ridiculous conversation, but it's always a great conversation, Brian. I really enjoy it and I look forward to it. And thanks very much for inviting me once again. You're very welcome, man. Thanks for sharing uh, these 10 amazing albums here. Um, again, visit our site to read all about them and uh, go pick them up for yourself. They make great holiday gifts as well. Yep. Matt, that'll do it for this week's episode. Appreciate your time, as always, sir. Thank you very much. Bye, everybody. See you later. And that'll do it for today's episode. I'd like to take a minute now to thank uh, some more of this episode's sponsors. 
They include Smoke Sessions Records, their forthcoming album Bird at 100 was featured in today's episode. You can learn more about it at smokesessionsrecords.com. Thanks also to Blue Note Records. They've recently signed a new pianist, Duduzo Makatini, the first South African artist ever signed to the label. He has a new album coming out in 2020. To learn more, visit bluenote.com. And another thanks to ECM Records. They've got a new solo album from Keith Jarrett. It was featured in today's podcast. It's called Munich 2016. Visit ecmrecords.com to learn more. Thanks also to the online streaming service Deezer. We regularly curate playlists on this platform. Our latest is all about the blues. To check it out, visit deezer.com and search for Jazz Is. Thanks also to jazzradio.com, featuring more than 35 channels of curated jazz music for free online. Visit jazzradio.com to check it out. Thanks also to the New Jersey Performing Arts Center in Newark, New Jersey. Coming up in literally just a few days now, a concert by our good friends Lee Rittenauer and Dave Grusin. For tickets and more info, visit njpac.org. That's njpac.org. Big thanks also to Jazz at Lincoln Center, one of New York's premier musical venues. On November 28th, they'll be hosting a Thanksgiving concert with trombonist Wycliffe Gordon. In addition to a night of great music, attendees will also be treated to a three-course meal. For tickets and more info, visit jazz.org. And thanks also to Quest TV, the world's first subscription video on-demand platform dedicated to jazz and beyond. It has been called the Netflix of jazz. To learn more, visit quest.tv. That's Q-W-E-S-T TV. All right, and that'll do it for me, everyone. Thanks a lot to Matt Micucci, our online editor, for showing us the 10 albums you need to know for November. We'll see you next time. <laughs>